0: and show and this week we are joined by mo flow on zoom calls welcome how are you doing
1: are you going? i'm good how about you thank you for having me
0: not at all um i feel like i need to start every the love and show right now with your isolating but you have a very cool setup what's going on where are you
1: uh so i'm isolating at home i have the home studio where i create a lot of my music so uh yeah i feel like i'm pretty lucky because i have something to do all the time so um uh, this is basically where me and my brother make the music and kind of shoot some things in that corner as well. So uh, we're keeping busy, yeah. Uh, staying, you know, staying disease-free and safe and, and just staying home, yeah.
0: Making the most of your space, which is pretty cool. Um, you mentioned your sure. brother. I kind of want to talk a little bit about how you grew up because I know you've been making music since you were in your teens. You were mm-hmm. rapping before you started singing. Um, when, like, was there a moment when you were growing up that you were like, I'm good at this? Or were, were you following your brother or how how did it happen for you?
1: Yeah, so there wasn't a I'm good at this for a long time, actually. So uh, my brother used to make beats and he and used, used to sing and rap himself when I was, let's say, 12 or 11. So I would always watch him and listen from the other room. And I just wanted to do it. I wanted to try it because, you know. Usually the, if, the, if the older brother is like a swimmer, you, the younger one wants to swim. Whatever it is that your older sibling's doing is what you want to do. So I watched and, and I wanted, and then it was really hard for me to get in there because obviously English is my second language, no music uh, theory knowledge, no, no training, nothing. Uh, when he went to university, I was like, I'm gonna try this. So I started downloading beats and just meeting up with his friends who would allow me to just hang out in the studio. Um, and there wasn't, a, I'm good at this moment for a very long time, actually. I had to try very hard to get everyone's ear around me because everyone's like, oh, this is the young kid, which uh, little they know, I mean, I actually kind of took it a bit further than a lot of the older generation that I was working around. I ended up taking it further just because obviously it's a young man's sport. So the younger you are, the, the earlier you learn, it's like you start honing your, your talent and your creativity really early. So the moment of like, I'm good at this came like years down the line. So that's that's the thing about music in the Middle East. You have to really persevere and really believe in yourself before anyone believes in you or gives you a chance. So uh, it's more like I really want this than I was like, I'm good at this. When the I'm good at this part came, it was just now me, uh, you know, experimenting how I can actually take my sound to like try to get like a billboard record or try to get something that charts you know worldwide so that is kind of the next accomplishment that i want to get to well,
0: that's so interesting because i wonder if you've kind of felt that you were trying to prove something when you were younger and that drove you to your success which is very cool Um 100%. i want to talk to you but you mentioned your brother um, and we will talk about your new album in a second but you guys are yeah. living together you work together you produce music together
1: Yep. and yeah.
0: like in terms of siblings are you brutally honest with each other and do you drive each other mad or is it like a perfect harmony
1: it's weird actually yeah it's like a double entendre it is kind of harmony because uh he kind of built the the whatever it is in me that that exists today from music all the way to kind of uh business sense you know marketing know-how all these things he's built a lot of that in me so we are in in great you know uh we usually think alike we uh try to uh, complete each other's things. So if he has the thinking of it, I'll do the execution and vice versa. So honestly, we don't drive each other mad. We are brutally honest with each other because we work on art, music, business, money, all these things, which can clash at points. But the biggest blessing, I guess, is that we both obviously always want the best for each other. So there is no there's no like second guessing whether this person's trying to you know, stop me from being great or I'm stopping from being great. That's never the case. Uh, It's a very beautiful relationship, I would would say, to be honest, yeah.
0: Amazing. It sounds like you guys really support each other. Uh, So let's talk about your your latest album, Faith. And I'm really interested in kind of storytelling and music. Do you think it's important with every song you produce, especially recently, to send a message or to tell a story with every single track?
1: um yeah i mean that was kind of there was a shift in my music making or songwriting process from when i realized that people don't want to hear an artist so much talk about the world but talk about the world from your perspective and talk about your experiences Mm -hmm. uh that i stopped talking about the world misses this or the world needs that and then i started just saying i feel this and i do this and i feel that there was a huge uh like like surge in my plays and my just relatability overall so I definitely learned that yes, you have to say uh, you have to say something, tell a story, send a message. But at the same time, it has to be from your point of view. People listen to an artist and they want to know who's this guy? Does he drink coffee? Is a tea person? Dog cat person? All these little things. So when you hint at these things in your in your music, there's a thing like there's a relatability that you build with your audience. So uh, sending a message is cool. Being over preachy can hurt you, uh, and that's something that I learned firsthand because I used to. I used to rap with like seven rappers we were all concerned about the world and, and, and world issues and being political and all these things. And that doesn't give a feel-good, uh, you know, vibe to the, to the listener. So when I switched to making just feel-good music, uh, everything changed.
0: Interesting. And yeah. on the subject of storytelling, we're kind of seeing a lot of songs um, going kind of insanely viral on TikTok, whether or not they have a message or not. Do you think that kind of like virality is good for the music industry do you think it's helpful
1: um yeah i mean for me it's pretty interesting because let's say 10 years ago the record that was going that viral whatever medium there was was very pop and very uh, fabricated music nowadays you hear a guy who's like from the middle of nowhere who just decided to make a record who's never performed before and that goes viral so that aspect of it is very encouraging for all of us the viral aspect of music is like oh you can make music in your bedroom and you can be like famous overnight so that just gives all artists a a vision of what they can be Uh, it does hurt the sometimes it does hurt the intellectual part of music where there's some like very you know airhead kind of uh, content out there which has the right to exist i just think like it's entertainment right so there are all there are the friends shows and then there are like the true crime shows and it's it has to be different genres, but uh, music is definitely like just taking over the world and it just gives all us artists more value. Like we feel like we're giving something back to the community at this point.
0: A hundred percent, especially at this time, um, people are taking a lot of kind of, they're getting a lot back from music and- I just think
1: like the meme, like, you know, you don't pay artists, but like, who are you turning to now at this time, like movies, music, you know, art. So, yeah, I just, I think it's putting it in perspective that art really runs all over the world and, and makes us feel good.
0: That's an interesting thing that you just brought up about paying artists. Um, are you kind of signed with platforms and how, how does it work at the moment? It's like, let's say, for example, songs that go viral or songs that get big hits somewhere. Do you see a return from that?
1: um well it just depends how you handle your business for us we ran we've been running our label which is called harmony we're we're running it for like 34 years very small scale we invest in our own artists and our own records but it just depends how you set up your business to be extremely straightforward there are platforms that are reaching out to artists for example and telling them wave off your rights to get your money and we'll put your music on the platform." Little did the artists know that if they go on their distribution you know, platform and they just click uh, uh, the platform's name, they ingest their music directly. Um, so there is a bit of a misinformation of how artists can make money. Uh, you should see a lot of return on that, whether it's TikTok, whether it's uh, you know, YouTube streaming platforms. Uh, I do see a uh, good return for my money because uh, for, for my music because I have a lot of independent and 100% owned records. For example, other records that I've released with labels don't see as much return, but there is a business situation that makes sense. Uh, but people are just, miss, like artists are misinformed about how to handle their business in the Middle East. And it's something that Aham, uh, my brother, is, is, is really eager to touch on. Uh, I've been trying to get, A platform running where it's just about music business where people can tap in and ask us questions and then we can try to give them any advice Uh, because very soon this is going to become like a billion dollar industry in the Middle East because right now as you know radios don't pay for to play records where in the States they do Uh, if you are a part of an ad uh, you don't get residuals where in the States you would get residuals for every time they play the ad so these things are slowly coming to the Middle East and we'll slowly become, uh, I hub. And we'll slowly become, sorry. And we'll slowly become an actual industry where people make, let's say, jingles and actually get long-term uh, return. It's going to happen.
0: It's so interesting because um, I think that before the dream would have been to be signed to a label and now obviously you're mm-hmm. saying that you're making a lot more of being independent, which is cool. But let's talk about your process and inspiration, especially now when... We can't leave our four walls. Do you have a process or do you just wait for some magic to happen when you're making your own music? Uh,
1: Usually I do have a process and and it involves the outside world, unfortunately, which means like I like to go out and get inspired and feed off the world and then come back in and make the song. But um, nowadays it's literally just trying to hone in on previous experiences, trying to be more imaginative, which is a challenge for me because I'm a, I'm very, you know, Uh, directly from my surroundings kind of kind of songwriter so now it's taking a bit more effort for me to to craft stuff but uh, it's a very interesting process where you figure out that you already have it and it's just you are putting all these precedents like I need to do this first where it's not really uh, uh, important you can hone in on, on your talent so my process usually is uh, the music drives me, so that's why it's so beneficial for me to have a producer and, and have someone who lays music and directly produces with me. Because I'm not like there's artists that write the song and then you know piece it with with the music. I'm very the other way around. I listen to the music, it inspires it. I write it, I sing it. Uh, but it is it is a bit of a struggle at this time. But we're just happy to be able to do it. And I think it's time that I'm taking to craft a new album and to just try to use it to, to, to get ready for the next phase of, of my artistry. Cool.
0: And you mentioned that you think the music scene here will, is going to blow up money-wise, but talk mm-hmm. to us about kind of local artists and whether people are supportive or competitive and what's it like being an artist, a young artist living in Dubai at the moment?
1: Wow, it's, uh, I remember like let's say 2014 when I launched my album at the fridge, I was... I was basically praying that 50 people would show up. And, and it was it was like a time when no one was actually doing anything except for like the recipe and the OGs and, and the industry here. Mm-hmm. Nowadays you have like tens and tens of artists, you know, parties and, and events everywhere. People are getting streaming numbers. It's like more of a community that we never thought it would come. Like a lot of the 17, 16 year old kids that used to show up to the recipe show are now artists in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels like we've taken over the, the community of, of music and art, and we've made it such a loving one. So I remember years ago, there was always this like, this guy doesn't like that guy, and all these like very minuscule things happening. Nowadays, everyone supports everyone. Everyone shows up at everyone's thing. Uh, we understand the power of, you know, being a collective instead of just competing with each other even people with the same sound are collaborating with each other. It's just a different feel. And I just love the fact that these young guys are so supportive to each other. We don't have anyone saying, oh, I'm better than this guy, I'm better than that guy, because we understand that there's so many routes and uh, people are actually supporting buying merch, buying CDs. Um, it's, it's a much different place. That's why for me, like I see the, the next three to five years as an extreme growth. Like, you know, I know artists right now that are 17, 18, that are making records that are pretty, pretty much as good as the young artists in the States or in the UK or in Europe. Uh, it feels like we have like a bit of a renaissance with the art over here, for sure.
0: Interesting. So maybe my next question will, will be invalid in that case because I know that you've performed internationally. Um, New York, Los Angeles, you obviously grew up in Saudi, I think, and you were born in Syria. Dubai yeah. is home, so you're very much an international guy. Uh, would you ever consider moving out of Dubai, maybe going international, going to the States?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I used to want to do that when I was in university, when I thought that there would be no support and I thought there would be no financial gain. Uh, but recently, I just feel like my stability is a lot here, like based here more. Uh, Dubai has actually given us a a chance to be businessmen as well, which is such a blessing. I mean, if I was in any other Gulf country, I wouldn't be able to pursue business, music, events, all these things. Uh, So it's very hard for me to say I want to leave Dubai. Also, my parents live here. But in terms of opportunity, in terms of longevity, there's a lot about Dubai that gives us, that encourages us to be here. And um, I just feel like, the way it's set up is really good for everyone everyone can benefit you have the freedom to actually dive into the business of it so i don't know if i would be leaving dubai at any time uh, unless like a huge opportunity arises and it's just a life changer kind of thing which yes but no um our stability is very much here for sure
0: and what about obviously you've been working for years and I want to know about like a defining moment for you, a career highlight, but not even a career li- highlight, just a life highlight that kind of that's in your memory that stands out for you.
1: Hmm. Uh Well, the, the the career highlight would be 2017, where you know the international tour happened, the Pusha T record happened, and Push came back to sold the XB, and we did the show here. So that that was pretty much the most exciting part of my music uh, journey. In terms of my life journey, it was, a, it was pretty much me, uh, you know, losing my job in 2018 and then having to reinvent myself as a human. So that was pretty much the most important phase of my life, which is around 2019. I had to uh, just figure out how I'm going to step out. I was in the construction world, which has nothing to do with marketing and advertising. And I had to step out of there for, for you know, not by uh, not choice. And that was just a huge part of my life where I figured out my value with one as an artist, two as just as a, as a, you know, part of the workforce. Like I, I never saw myself being able to like, for example, conceptualize and, and execute a creative campaign for a fashion brand or, you know, just work with, with clients that I was wishing to just, you know, get it, be in the room with. Uh, I feel like that was the most defining part of my life, 2019.
0: That's so interesting because I think now, especially when people are facing challenges, but you know, similar to that, it's interesting how that they can actually shape us, and we just need to adapt and move on. So it's great to hear that that is your challenging moment, but also defining moment for you.
1: Of course, of course, hard times are usually the usually end up doing like the best things to you, especially if you have the right support system, your family, your friends.
0: Hundred percent. And just before we go, I really want to ask you this. I want a good answer, i joking. What is on your isolation playlist? What is your top three tunes that we should be listening to right now?
1: Wow, okay. Isolation playlist. I just need to tap into my phone.
0: Yeah, you should just watch your last uh, The last ones that you've played.
1: Okay, the last things I've been playing was... So, The New Toronto 3 by Tory Lanez. There's a song called Back in Business. Very amazing song. Childish Gambino. Uh, 2419, I believe is the name of the record. Crazy, crazy, crazy song with 21 Savage. Another record I've been listening to is one of the party next door records called PGT, party next door no album. These three records have been keeping me afloat.
0: <laughs> this is like something that just keeps us going, keeps us motivated. And um, mm-hmm. that is the love and show. I'm so excited that we were able to have you on it today. Um, and then we got to see a little insight into your studio so thank you so much
1: thank you so much for having me i really appreciate this we've been talking about this for a while and uh yeah hopefully we can chat soon again
0: 100 percent back in the studio when life resumes guys yes. love and show we are back same time same place next week see you soon
1: See ya.